In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is Fuzzy and joining me today as every day are my two favorite Imperium-sanctioned traders with Xenos species. What the fuck? Uh, uh, I am, uh, Talva John. I'm Navigator Brayden. Brayden what was the fuck was that, Fuzzy? Rogue traders, you oh. idiot. <laughs> That's what I well, thought. Well, okay, if we want to get, if we want to get technical... The fuck uh, you mean? Don't you can't? That's no, no, what no, no, a no, rogue no. Traitor is no, no, no. Uh, okay, so what was it specifically verbatim? Imperially sanctioned traitors okay, with traitor. Xenos species. Uh-huh. Also, they pronounce uh-huh. it Xenos because uh-huh. 40k is an abysmal place. Um, Damn, you're um, locked in. I'm upset. Yep, I'm. I'm here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I, All right, the show is yours now. Yep, I. Well, it's my it's my podcast now. Still not editing it though. Ah <laughs> uh, well, this has been Grimdorf. Yep. No. So we're off to a good start. Yep. So, as you may notice, today John's not driving, which means we're going right off Again. a fucking cliff and into the deep end. The deep end this time being. An asshole in the thin veil of reality. Today's episode, Warp Delve number one. A warp delve is when we, as a group, decide to, to quote a dear friend of the show and perhaps someday guest, PIERCE THE THIN VEIL OF REALITY! Uh... You just ruined the fucking bit. (laughs) He edited out. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, um, we, or to phrase it in a not-in-character-and-goofy way, we hit the random button on Wikipedia, or a, a wikia for 40k, and see what comes out, and then we talk about it. If it's a meatier topic, then we will read, or some of us, will read it beforehand to talk about it. And if it's a stupid topic, then we'll read it live and in color for that fresh, hot takes. This time, we came up meaty. So, get that fucking six inches of bread and meatballs, because it's a a thick one. Uh... I don't know where that... Me- I lost that metaphor somewhere in there. I it, thought I'm you were going to go with the penis joke, but instead you went with the sub joke. So. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. The warp overtook me, and I just kind of kept going. Uh, the warp overtaking is actually pretty relevant, not just because this is a warp delve, but also because today's subject is the Chosen of Abaddon. The Chosen of Abaddon are a meaty subject, because we kinda have to contextualize what the fuck that is. Both for Brayden and those of you listening who have no fucking idea what anything about 40k is. So, uh, I mean, even I 
didn't quite know these guys existed. Yeah. Uh, I had heard of... Um, I actually had heard of the Lord Ravager and the Lord Deceiver before, or their mm. real names, not the titles, uh, but I didn't know that they were Lord Ravager, Lord Deceiver, and those other two roles as well. But we do need to contextualize what the hell the Chosen of Abaddon are, because there's an important name in that title, uh, Abaddon. Because we haven't talked about who the fuck that is. Who is he? We've said the name. We've, or who oh, are they? Have I we said say. the name? We have. Okay. Because when? I specifically mentioned that Abaddon could fight in Terminator armor like a normal person. Right, I do remember that. Um, well, so, before we get into the Chosen of Abaddon, we need to... Tell you who the wiggle, fuck wiggle, this wiggle, 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 rewind and tell <laughs> you who the fuck Abaddon is. Yes, tell me. So Abaddon was a heck of a warrior, uh, and a space marine. He was a space marine and a member of the Luna Wolves region, uh, legion, not region. Uh, he was a badass, and as mentioned, could fight at full speed in Terminator armor, and in fact was even gifted a set of Terminator army armor specifically made for him. Uh, I believe it was the pattern that starts with a C, the Cataphracti... Cataphracti? Cataphracti pattern Terminator armor, which is really good Terminator armor. The point being, he was also not second in command to Horus, but well, he, he was... he was first captain. He... Yeah, uh, towards the end he was. Uh, but his main job when he was a member of the Luna Wolves was a commander of a specific strike force. Basically the first guys in. The tip of the spear for Horus's men. He was also first captain and the head of the Luna Wolves' Mornival, which were basically their uh, high council of commanding officers. Uh, reported directly. Like, see, Sorry. the, the Mornival is to me something that's super interesting. And if I may, please like sidetrack. Just hang on. I want to. I want to say what I think it is. Okay, yeah, I think please. it's the saddest carnival. Uh, I also believe it to be the saddest carnival. Okay, so it's like twenty clowns, and they're all crying. But uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't actually, expect clowns to be space marines. But you know what? I guess anything's possible. That's my favorite successor chapter. <laughs> the clowns. The I red would... noses. <laughs> I I feel like they get into a lot of arguments with the Harlequins as to who's doing the aesthetic better. <laughs> oh man, when they all come out of that drop pod, it's just insane. <laughs> Do you know how many people they can fit in one drop pod? <laughs> Their whole chapter. The entire chapter in <laughs> they one have drop a, They have one of every vehicle. And it's like a really small one, too. Like, it's cut halfway yeah. down the size. <laughs> you you would not believe how many Christ. red noses can fit in one anyway, all the space ar All the space marine armor is painted polka dot. <laughs> you fucking bet. <laughs> so the Mortival is four captains who are cho selectively chosen from the Legion. Uh, they are not an official group, but they kind of are. It's kind of, it's weird. 
they were a cultural tradition more so right. than a within the legion itself yes, yes. okay uh so <laughs> there are specifically four of them one corresponding to each phase of the moon like they had it on their helmet oh that's fucking one dumb. of them and uh they also corresponded to one of the four humors oh that's awful and I'm pretty sure really Abaddon like was chloric. Wait, so 40k still, like, in, in society, they still believe in the humors? Kinda. Kinda, oh, yeah. Jesus. I mean, there's you have a, to remember, there's a line they, of... they looped back around a little bit. Yeah, My favorite but... line of dollar dialogue is one space marine asking another, how are your humors, brother? And that one word response is, chloric. I thought you were just taking the bit on that. I didn't think no, it was serious. I, I'll find it in a book and I'll take his picture. No, I believe you because Warhammer is fucking stupid. But anyway, uh, yeah, they the four of them they like all decisions go through Horus from Horus to the Mornaval to the proper Legion, and it's a mythological influence because the Egyptian god Horus had four sons that had different personalities and natures. Now, when you combine them, they made Horus's soul. Yep. Ah, uh, interesting. Just yeah. to qu quickly break it down for you, uh, Ezekiel Abaddon, first captain of the first company, was the caloric one. Incredibly uh, evil name. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, uh, Horus, little Horus Aximand, was the melancholic. Uh, his name was Horus? His name was also Horus, but he was nicknamed Little Horus because, you know. Uh, why? Small. He was shorter than Horus. No, I know, just happened I know to be why his name. he's called Little his Horus. His name but... happened to also be Horus because that was mm. a name from that planet. Uh, there was also a gene seed thing in the Luna Wolves that made them look like Horus. Yeah, I was about to say how like aside from the height thing, you couldn't tell them apart probably. Right. There there are a bunch of bunch of Luna Wolves that looked That's exactly fucking like Horus. stupid. I hate uh, that. Tarek Torgadon of the second company was the Sanguine and uh Incredibly Garviel, evil name. Garviel Loken of the tenth company was the phlegmatic one. So yeah. How uh, did they decide on which humorous they were? I imagine uh, Horus probably figured it out. <laughs> the the Mordaval itself selects their new member, and they can kind of figure out, like, okay, he's the sad boy of the group. <laughs> You've got a lot of phlegm, boy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gotta get that good, good foley work. <laughs> you, uh, boy, you have the, you have, uh, the most black bile out of anyone in your chapter. Come here. <laughs> Welcome to the Morn of All. We are the saddest clowns. Anyway, to bring it back to Abaddon, uh, our yeah. caloric boy um, was the caloric one, member of Morn of All, first captain, which is a big deal, and a badass all around in the canon, at least. Um, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> Point being... As you may recall from the Horus heresy, Horus kind of, uh, what was the word? Oh yeah, fucking died. Yeah, erased from existence. Well, actually, apparently I just found this out. His body remained, but his soul was ripped out of his body and then mega-deathed. Uh, so, uh, 
Meanwhile, the Space Marines who were not the Luna Wolves who were on Horus's ship, as well as the body of Sanguinus, the body of the Emperor, and Rogaldorn, uh, all teleported the fuck out, pretty much. Uh-huh. A few stuck around to keep murderizing Luna Wolves, but the Luna Wolves then were like, uh, fuck this shit, I'm out, and started blowing a hole through the, uh, through the, basically, fleets that were keeping them near Terra and now winning the fight. Uh, they managed to break through and get out, and Abaddon, as first captain, has to kind of take the lead. He guides him, his remaining chapter, to the Eye of Terror, which is pretty much the only safe place, quote-unquote safe place, for a Chaos-aligned person, which they are. So, he books it there. Meanwhile, throughout the galaxy, uh, the remaining, sp the Loyalist Space Marine chapters, as well as Guardsmen and etc., are... I forget what the word for it was, but, uh, mega purging. Basically, any world, chapter, uh, legion, battalion, if you sided with Horus, there was no coming back. Oh, you got white. Oh, the, the phrase they use is really dumb. Uh, excommunicate traitorius. Fuck well, stupid. that's for yes. That's you know what aside they call from Alpha Legion. That's what you get declared. Yes. What What happened to Alpha Legion in this interim? Like, what are they still counted as traitors? Yeah. Yes, they are counted as traitors. Okay, but... so they they're still operating with with not within the Imperium. Yeah, they're. they're what are they fucking, doing? They're fuckery. Do, okay, I don't yeah. fucking. I was about to say it's probably harder to explain. It's gonna take a whole episode to explain what they're doing. It will easily. So, um, after the heresy, uh, as mentioned, oh, it's called the Great Scouring. The Great Scouring was this uh, galactic scale fucking of anything that sided with Horus. It, okay. it was the follow-up to the Battle of Terra. Yeah. yeah, it was basically exterminating anyone who got on the losing side. Yep. Yes. So, uh, they book it back to the Eye of Terror, and they mm. get in, and immediately what's kind of starts happening among the remaining bits of the various traitor legions is they start infighting, because... They don't have a command structure really anymore. So what about they, the Traitor Primates? Well, the most of them turned into demons, and most of them got killed. Which, when a demon, a demon Primarch is a demon prince, and when a demon that powerful is killed in the Materium, then their soul is cast into the Immaterium and banished there for a proportional amount of time equal to their power level. In the case of Demon Princes, that's about a thousand years. Oh, okay, so the whole- so like the command structure was gonna come back, but in the interim there's nobody left. Yeah. Because Horus- Horus's soul is gone, he ain't never coming back, but like nope. Magnus- um, Magnus has to reform because he yeah. got shattered into a billion pieces. Mortarion um, is gone. Mortari isn't he? 
yeah, he got cast out, uh, Angron got cast out, a bunch of, a bunch of them. Okay. Now, that isn't to say that the sum total of each of these traitor legions just went to fuckery. Some of them kept a chunk in line. Okay. And the, those that were kept in line end up coming back with their Primarchs later. But we're going to push those groups aside because they're not important for Abaddon. Where Abaddon comes in is, so he gets the Eye of Terror. The Luna Wolves start kind of doing their own thing, and Abaddon thinks to himself, Fuck this. All of these guys are fighting with each other. They're becoming petty and weak and just kind of shitty. And that's not what mm. Space Marines are about. You traitors are not. I'm gonna go on a vision quest. So he takes the Vengeful Spirit, the capital ship of Horus and the Luna Wolves, and just heads to the middle of the Eye of Terror. And he stops on all of the worlds he passes by, some of them frozen in a chaotic stasis, some of them destroyed, some of them plagued, some of them covered in demons, and he just kind of goes on a vision quest. Meanwhile, a bunch of shit happens with both the Luna Wolves and the various uh, Legion-adjacent warbands and stuff. Oh, so Abaddon fucks off by himself. Yes, by himself. Oh, that's good. The fucking next in line to probably lead the Lunar Rolls says, See you later, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But during this, he does get some visions. Uh-huh. Similar to Horus, he actually gets some offers of uh, employment, so to speak, from the demons and the chaos gods. Unlike... Unlike Horus, though, his offers are for singular gods. Whereas Horus was basically offered a big chaos undivided uh, contractor package, Abaddon's getting some dank employment offers from all four, but not that employment offer. He ends up rejecting all of them and instead counter-offering this basically the same deal he got from or that Horus got, which is to be undivided. Yes. The Chaos Gods go... But they don't say no! He doesn't What's get the, the full power that Horus did, but he does end up with a good chunk of it. Uh, or a good bit of power. What's the upside to it? Because it seems like if you didn't choose one of the four, you just got your shit out of luck, and you just kind of got what whatever came to you through Chaos. Is that, uh, like, the gist of Undivided? Or do you get... Like, can you get, like, a mix of all four of their powers? I think the best way I can explain it to you is using a D&D &D reference. Okay. So, in 3.035 D&D, multi-classing was pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Because, like, you couldn't... A barbarian had to be chaotic. And yeah. so you could never multi-class into anything else really and there were even i remember in the rule book explicit things of like if you try multi-classing you lose certain powers within okay. the class yeah that's what it's like committing to one chaos god oh, if you commit to angron you're a barbarian and there's very little you can do outside of that you if mean you corn? com corn yes sorry 
Uh, if no, you, that's fine. If you commit to Seench, you are committing to a Sorcerer, and there's very little outside of... Well, Sorcerer, Wizard, one of the two. Etc, um, etc. Yeah. Etc, etc. You can't get out of that hole. Meanwhile, if you do Undivided, you're basically taking a multi-class at the start. Interesting. In a okay. Yeah, in a weird way that, like... You get a little bit of everything, if you're smart okay. about it. So you're not specializing in anything. Yes, you're bard. You picked bard. Ah, okay. <laughs> you picked jack three of all, five bard. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. So Abaddon makes that counter offer, doesn't get told no, and gets a little bit of everything. And he's smart, so he knows the rituals to get more power, too, without having to perma sell his soul effectively so he does that and he comes back a bunch of shit has happened with the remaining luna wolves slash sons of horus uh as well as the other legion adjacent war bands uh some of the legions there's like varying degrees of cohesiveness to the legions some of them gets back. So yeah. some of them are sticking together, some of them aren't. Right. Kinda, yeah. So like Fulgrim is I don't think he's a demon prince at this point. And so he and the Emperor's children are still like kinda together and fucking shit up. Uh then like Fabius Bile, his second in command at the time, uh, is also fucking around with him and like they steal Horus's body. Like, shit like that hat. Yeah. We're gonna make a new one. A better one. Fabius Bile, uh, as but, we br briefly mentioned, uh, is a super geneticist, and so he wanted to make okay. a new Horus. Uh, and so he so, stole Horus's body in order to do that. So, yes. I have two questions. One, how do they, like, are they just humans chilling out in chaos? Essentially? Well, okay, when I say into the Eye of Terror has become a region of space. Yeah, so I understand the, that. The, the center of the eye is the actual asshole into the warp, but everything yeah. around it is this weird half-materium, half-immaterium zone. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if humans can survive there. They, uh, well, a normal human, <laughs> if they walk into the Eye of Terror, the closer in you get, the more a 50-50 chance of a demon walking out of your asshole and then back into your asshole in order to possess you is a gets increasingly high the closer to the middle you go. Okay, but for a space uh, marine, they can probably walk much farther into it. I mean, Abaddon I, straight up slapped them. Yeah. Yeah. As l If you're favored by chaos, you're gonna be fine. Okay. If you're a slave of someone that's favored to chaos, you have a higher chance of being fine. If you're mm. Chucklefuck McSteven, uh, you're gonna be fucked. I hope you like eight thousand Nurglings pouring out of your asshole like a drop pod of the Red Noses chapter. Okay. Also, second question: You would think that they would rebrand themselves as not the Emperor's children anymore. It's that's it the becomes bit? ironic. Yeah, it's ironic. Oh, okay. They so do they it literally as a bit, like, which I actually really like. Okay, they're like, "Ha, oh, this is funny. Get it? Because we're chaos, but we're the Empress yeah. children." Yeah. And then that's... the dead people on the ground are like, "Ha, oh, that's funny." 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> the Emperor's children are like, see, this is a play on how bad of a dad he is. And then yeah. one grabs the be- grabs a beheaded dude's face and just like makes their mouth move in a half motion <laughs> because yeah. they're morbid. Excuse yeah. Me. Um. Anyway, back well, to Abaddon. Funny morbid. Yes. Okay. So Abaddon comes back and basically wrangles everyone together. All of these kind of unaffiliated war bands, the remains of the Sons of Horus slash Luna Wolves, and reorganizes and rebrands and creates what becomes known as the Black Legion. The Black Legion is a Chaos Undivided Space Marine Legion. Chaos Space Marine Legion, obviously. Yeah. The Black Legion is has its own shtick going on with some infighting and a lot of people, but at the end of the day, everyone answers to one guy, and that one guy is Abaddon the Despoiler. Or, as he's known in the community, uh, Failbadon the Armless. Uh, uh, tell me why that is. Well, the Failbadon part is the fact that... So once he got everyone together, he started unleashing Black Crusades. The point mm-hmm. of those being in order to uh, assault Cadia, which Cadia, as kind of mentioned before, is a very important location right on the edge of the Eye of Terror, or the Eye of Terror space. Yeah, I feel Take... like it's the MacGuffin of Warhammer, kind of. Well, one it... of one of the bigger MacGuffins. The thing is, uh, you know. Cadia is smack in the middle of the Jersey Turnpike out of chaos space. So having it would be good. Well, there is basically two ways to get into the Eye of Terror in a way that doesn't involve having your asshole turned inside and then out again. Uh And one of those is... The safest is through Cadia. There's another one around back that only works sometimes, depending on how much foreplay you give it. Uh, Wow. Winku. Um, nice. Nice. So, uh, he launches 13 Black Crusades against Cadia, one after another. Mm. Uh, no, he, he doesn't launch all 13, and they're not all against Cadia. Well, here's the thing. Because you're right, Abaddon but you're... launches one. Okay, okay. Then there's the, the one against the Gothic Sector, which is a whole other sector. And so on. So the the majority are against Cadia. So, but the thing you have to remember successful. is those other twelve. The thirteenth one is important. Give me a second. Uh, mm-hmm. The other twelve. A lot of these were like events in canon, and he lost so bad every time that because Abaddon has plot armor, uh, the goal of the Black Crusade was changed later. At the time, each one was meant to assault Cadia. And each okay. time, Abaddon failed. Because <laughs> nice. he sucks. Okay. Why is he known as the Armless? Because once upon a time... To- the way his model is designed, like, his central piece, his torso, is a fucking cinder block, and his arms just kind of peg into the sides... And if you're a little too rough with the model, uh, they can pop, they could pop out before. 
Um, this was back in the die-cast metal days. Um, so, there, if you were... If you fucked with your Abaddon the Despoiler model too much, uh... There goes arms. Um... Ah! So, his failures as a general, Falbadon, and his lack of arms, the armless. I like his ponytail. He does have a sick ponytail. It's a top knot. Yeah. Whatever, Mom. It's not I just think a face. It's a top ponytail. It's very long. It's it very is long. very long. I thought, I was like, I didn't notice he had hair in the first couple images, so I was like, why does he have a totem on his head? When you have millennia to grow your hair out, you can do some fun things with it. Yeah, like true. put a totem on your head and stick your hair through it, I guess. <laughs> Which I like how it's just sick as hell to me. I just like how it's stuck up. I mean, I love his armor because he's done Slaneshi pursuit of perfection in that top knot. Oh yeah, yeah. I I and love for I love his armor because chaos is my jam, and I love the aesthetic of it. So. His armor looks fucking dope. Uh, his sword is fucking dope. Uh, yeah. For those of you curious, I like uh, his claws. He ended up getting a magic chaos sword, and uh, it has faces on it, um, screaming forever. Uh, yeah, his claws are dope. He's got that dope chaos undivided symbol all over the place. Uh, yeah. The claws were Horus's, and they have bolters built into them, which I think is some sick eh. shit. It is sick shit. Uh, nice. So yeah, that's Abaddon. Okay. The what chosen of chosen? Abaddon to get to the point of this warp delve <laughs> are Abaddon's kind of recreation of sorts to the Mornival. Some would call it a perversion. Uh, oh no, a perversion of sorts. Yes, they are a little bit more important than the Mornival was. However, they have an actual job. In fact actual jobs these jobs are the lord ravager the lord deceiver the lord corrupter and the lord purgator now Which i have these... i have something hang on yeah uh for this uh thing because it's so perverse would it be called the porn of all instead of the morn of all uh... this has been grim dorks uh <laughs> this is our last episode again uh <laughs> So, I'm just not going to put this show up. Yeah, okay, that's this, fine. This episode isn't going up. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is the Lost Black there's episode. Gonna be, there's going to be episode 10 and there's going to be episode 12. <laughs> this episode goes in the Black Crusade. No, it gets purged from Imperial Records. <laughs> there we go. Funny, because the 11th, the 11th Legion is purged and this is the 11th episode. Shit. Fuck, now we have to. <laughs> We have this to one's take... gonna go. This one's gonna go up as episode twelve. I was about to. Say, no, it's gotta. It's gotta be gone. And then we gotta say when people ask for episode eleven, gotta be. We can't talk about it. It was purged from Imperial Records. God. All right. So missed opportunity with episode two. Right now, you have to take it down. <laughs> All right, time to open up the pod bean. Uh. Anyway. So um, don't actually delete episode two. So password no mom no <laughs> password porn of all so um it should also be noted that these guys are badasses in their own right and so whenever to loop out real quick um 
There is a unit or a grouping within the uh, Imperium known as the Officio Assassinorum. An official group of assassins of various kinds. Uh, they come in several different forms. Uh, of assassin dudes who are sent out on very rare occasions to kill specific targets. More often than not, they're sent alone. One guy, one target, one job. Uh, they sent teams of assassins after the Chosen of Abaddon, and they failed multiple times. Oh no. That's who these guys are. One, a couple of those times, uh, Abaddon did the, the fuckening of the assassins, but a few of the other times, the Chosen did the fuckenings. Okay. Uh, so, with that in mind, these are that's who these badasses are. Uh, the Lord Ravager is the head of the invasion fleets. They're, he's the guy who launches down on land first, as well as heads up the uh, first naval attacks, whichever thing comes first. But, at the end of the day, he's mostly the spearhead of the ground forces, and is always found in the vanguard of that assault. The current Lord Ravager is a man by the name of Devram Korda, also known as the Tyrant of Sorora. He is a uh, Slaneshi uh, chaos guy. Uh, he has pledged his own soul, at least, to Slaanesh, even though he serves Abaddon. Uh, at one at one point, he was a sar veteran sergeant of the Sons of Horus, but he became a Chaos Lord afterwards, uh, and he became particularly famous after he, you know, fuckled a planet called Sorora, where he took all of the people on it and put some magic soul juice on them to melt their souls down into a delicious life essence elixir. Uh, an entire city he turned into one vial of elixir, which then he downed and it made him basically invincible. Uh, wow. Eventually, yeah, right? He eventually became the Lord Ravager of the... the current Lord Ravager of the uh, Black Legion. And he uh, he's usually always with Abaddon. Uh, he and also the Lord Deceiver... Uh, managed to find some fucking artifact that is mentioned a few times, though I can't figure out what the fuck it does. It's called the Heart of Chaos, and apparently it's cool. Don't know what it does. I, I'm not gonna Google extra shit, guys. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up if it's important. It's probably not important. Uh, next up, we have the Lord Deceiver. The Lord Deceiver is a Chaos Sorcerer, who is basically like an Astro Navigator, mixed with a Farseer, mixed with a, uh, Shaman, mixed with a Medium, uh, all blended I together say, and poured into Space Marine armor. I would say it's Sauron. Yeah, it's a little bit Sauron. Um. Because you can't hide from the Lord Deceiver. Yeah. Uh, they guide the fleet, and the current one is Yigithmor the Deceiver, 
also known as the Twice Damned and the Purgator of Coriolis. Excuse me. He is the uh, Sorcerer Lord of the Black Legion. Uh, and he, you know, fucking takes dudes around. That's his job. Uh, he's done shit and is cool about it. He's murdered a lot of dudes and even, uh... He even died once. He got better. <laughs> that That's... As, as you're wont to do in Warhammer, dying is only <laughs> a piece of life. Yep. It's only temporary. Yep. Yeah. Uh... So, well, uh, apparently he's still technically dead, but um, there, there's still a good chance he's going to come back. Also, being a Chaos Sorcerer, he is a Sorcerer of Sinch, uh, as best as I can tell. I was about to say, I'm guessing he's part of Sneech's crew. Well, um, Slanesh and Nurgle also have Sorcerers. Uh, Korn does not have Sorcerers because he fucking hates magic. Uh like super hates magic so yeah. it's a coward's way to fight it's a coward's way to fight next up we have the lord corruptor who uh he's the morale guy of the black legion except huh? for the morale of the black legion is based around fear and hatred uh he keeps lesser warlords in line he keeps everything in line He's the chaplain of the entire Black Legion, and his name is Skyrak Slaughterborn. That's a good name. It is. It's the best name. He's also the leader of every Nurgleite uh, group in the Black Legion. Yeah, uh, with the name Corruptor, I was guessing he's with Nurgle. Yeah. Uh, that entire group is collectively known as the Bringers of Decay, and they're pretty cool. That, that's it. Uh, oh, he also uh, ended up leading uh, the one of the biggest war bands into the assault on Cadia in the 13th Black Crusade. You know, the one that took Cadia. By the way, Braden, spoiler alert, eventually they took Cadia. It took oh, no. 13 oh, times. No. Uh, oh, they didn't take it. You're disrespecting the Imperial Guard. <laughs> oh, Oh, Fair. I'm sorry. I know this one. The planet broke before the guard did. The planet broke before the lie! Anyway. Look. Uh, no, but really, the... the Katie, Katie is gone. It it broke. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's just yeah, gone? No, 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 it's gone. You know, how, you know how in every Gundam anime, they threaten to drop a colony on a planet? Yeah. Abaddon actually did it. <laughs> Except, except it was a fortress. Yeah, this, due to sizing in 40k, that was enough to shatter the planet in half. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, because I remember at the beginning of the crusade, uh, or no, at the at the middle of it, there was there was a planet that got like two giant ships dropped on it and it didn't implode, so whatever yeah, no, dropped uh, whatever this... dropped on a planet to crack it in half is pretty Fucking big. Well, okay, what he uh, dropped was this thing called the Blackstone Fortress, which, um... I have it, a picture to put in our chat. Yeah, um... It, Why would you I drop something like that? It's so cool! I what is that?! It was built... It was, it was heavily wounded. It was built by Old Ones and Necrons 
in the war in heaven. I was about to say, it's got pyramids on it, so I'm guessing the Necron had something to do with it. It was a little of both. Um, and it wasn't the only one. Why uh, you guys stare there, at me like that? The, <laughs> there are multiple Blackstone fortresses out there. Excellent. How many uh, are there? Not sure. Uh, okay. Abaddon has most of them now. Abaddon <laughs> has most of them, and fun fact, that big old eyeball in the center shoots a laser. Nice. So it's fun just fact, a Death if Star. Get, if you get multiple of them together, you can get a bigger laser. Now, if you spin them fast enough, will a spirit come out of them like Beyblade? No one's tried. Uh, do you have to... They spin... The top and bottom spin in opposite directions, and that unleashes a, a Settler of Catan expansion pack. Nice. Oh, <laughs> It'll come out of its uh, multi-dimensional tesseract labyrinth. Yep. So, uh, lastly, we have the Lord Purgator. Uh, the Lord Purgator is the Slaver King, basically. That's it. The current one is a. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking it. It's they. It's a job. It's a, it's a living. <laughs> uh, the current one is named Urkrathos. Uh, he's a servant of corn, uh, and okay. he leads a war band known as the Hounds of Abaddon. Uh, he murders good, and he subjugates good. He, uh, enslaves men, women, and children that are still alive, and drags them in chains towards the hold of the Legion's starships, and makes sure that everything gets nice and corrupted. Hmm. Delicious. I thought that was the Corruptor's job. No, the Corruptor corrupts the Black Legion, the Purgator corrupts everything else. Uh, okay. Also, the Lord Corruptor is like the the propaganda officer. Yeah, that too. He's uh, the chaplain. The, yeah. yeah, I was about to say he's the chaplain. Yeah. Scares okay. everyone else. Yes. Interesting. Also, I really can't wait to someday loop back around to what an execution force is for the Officio Assassinorum. Oh, we'll get there. But, uh, that's a different day. Okay. Uh, needless to say, there are, uh, four kinds of assassin uh, with the Officio Assassinorum, and, uh, to paraphrase, they are Sniper Boy, uh, uh -huh. Crazy Lady, uh, <laughs> many guns, McGee, okay. and <laughs> so Widowmaker, Reinhardt, Soldier seventy six, and what was the last? What were the four again? <laughs> the last one was just a scream. Oh, uh, that's that's Reinhardt. Um, no, no, it, it Reinhardt it's, just screams. It's an as of yet unnamed hero. Um, because that's Reinhardt. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> proclaim Reinhardt to be like a fuck. Which one was the, an Eversore? Because uh. oh, okay. Um, the other one's Sombra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You said crazy lady. Yeah, Sombra. Yeah. Well, Sombra's well, not crazy. But... Uh, the Seluxus Temple is nigh invisible. Um, that makes it hard by, to find. Described by the Eldar as nigh invisible. All right. The the types of assassins are in temples. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Not not the okay. physical building. All right. Physical. Let's not get into it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so uh, with that, we have covered the chosen of Abaddon. We're going to come out of the warp, and oh hey, a mailbag showed up. 
Oh yeah, we got oh, some. Yeah. We got some fan questions. Uh, let's see. So this first one we have is uh, wet. First off, ew. Uh, I'm just covered. It's covered in drool. Uh -huh. Um, it's written in I think blood or maybe crayon. I'm not sure, but uh, blood crayon. I, I will read this verbatim. Oi, grim dork boys, with a Z. If yous was mean and green orc boys, what type of boys would you be? <laughs> that comes uh, from um, Silver Boy with an I. Intriguing. Uh, so through our journey into the warp, we managed to pull out an actual orc letter. Also, our podcast ends up in the forty-first millennium. Sick. That's that's dope as fuck. That's dope as fuck. This is prophecy to them. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, oh no, guys, look out, Acadia. <laughs> guys, <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. Uh, it's much too late. Uh, so, uh, Brayden, uh, you probably don't know shit about what kind of boys the orc I boys know, can be. I was about to say I know some of them. Through my ancillary knowledge, I know that there's med boys. Pain boys. Uh, pain boys. Yeah, pain boys. I know that there's uh, weird boys. Yep. There's mech boys. Yep. Um, that's it. <laughs> Shooter boys. Chopper boys. Uh, knobs. Knobs. What are so, knobs? They're just bigger boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was I gonna. Think... I was gonna say, why aren't they just called big boys? Because that'd be too and good. And that's too many words. That too. It would just be one word. Oh, uh, I think I would be a storm boy. That's fair. And a what storm boy do? just has a giant rocket rope tied to his back. Alright. Goes fast. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure I would, I'd be a mech boy. Uh, I'd either be a mech boy or I would be a, uh, uh, fuck, what are they called? Um... Uh, I I just be in a Killicon. Oh yeah, I think that's <laughs> like, a mech boy. Yeah. Killicon sounds like a transformer. It's only like a Decepticon. Uh, um, Brain, what what do you feel? I don't know. In all honesty, I feel like I wouldn't be a boy. I would be a squig. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess pain boy. Pain boy. All right. Pain boy. Give, give people that health juice. Yeah, the and cut off their arms. It'll grow back. It's fine. It'll grow back. Alright. Um, so thank see. you for your letter. Thank you, uh, Silver thank Boy. You. Silver Boy. Yes. Uh, from now archenemy of the show Waffles, Dear yeah. John, why are you such a nerd? Uh, wow. I, I, can't, I think I can answer this. Um, Please, I would love to hear it. Uh, a long time ago. In a galaxy very, very right here. Uh, I don't have a real answer. He's just a fucking dweeb, and that's it. He I've been dunked on. Way. He's Dunk. just a he's just a good little wee, a good little dweeb, and I love him for it. He's a sweet boy. Ah. Uh, but a huge fucking nerd. Just you're correct. He get he gets shoved in lockers all the time. I live in one. Yeah. 
Great. <laughs> he got shoved in one so hard it became his home. Indeed. Uh... Amazing acoustics in there right now, by the way. <laughs> Usually you'd think a tiny metal box would have a lot of uh, reverberation. I'll have to tell you, getting mail here is a pain in the ass. I would, think th I would think they would just like slip it through the little slots. No, but it's like, what do I list my address as? Locker 405? Come on. <laughs> That's fair. Yes. That's fair. Um, let's do... This, this question from Logic Gate is more of an opinion. It is an argument against us on hating on Nucrons. Well, it's disqualified, because this is a question and answer segment. Uh, <laughs> I have requalified it. Okay. So, a bold statement at the start. Necrons are like the one thing Matt Ward touched that he made better. Bold statement. Bold. Continue. Specifically, old Necrons were cool as an antagonist, but didn't really have a story of their own. You couldn't really tell a story about your army. It was always about what you were preventing your opponent from doing. You could get around some of that by running the Deceiver, but your options for it, this is the story about my commander, blank, was pretty limited. Even if your overlord was one of the rare sentient ones, there wasn't really anyone for them to play off of in narrative building. Neucrons can actually have their own stories, and they're incredibly goofy and metal in the Warhammer way. Yeah, no, that's all really fair, and that's those are the points that I really do like about the new Necron. One of my favorite new Necron is motherfucking Trazen the Infinite, uh, <laughs> who is literally Space Indiana Jones, but also <laughs> nice. a, also a Terminator man. Nice, that's uh, <laughs> really cool. Which, if that's not the coolest fucking mixture of things you've ever heard, I want you to get the fuck out of my face, because that's awesome. Um, literally, he just fucking goes around and he's like, that's cool, I'ma take it and put it in my time vault. And he does. Nice. He might have a fucking Primark in there, for all we know. <laughs> like, Yeah, really. He's got Alpharius and Omegon in there just chilling. If he can find the full set, he will shit himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just gotta find the full Legion and then I'll be done. Yeah. But yeah, uh, kind of, old Krons kind of filled the slot, or shared a slot that Tyranids do. This mindless, gonna eventually take over the galaxy threat. Yeah. <clears throat> but now they are a unique army and you know with 40k you really want to have the these are my dudes aspect to it yeah and so like, like uh, to kind of uh, address one of those big like story parts for narrative play uh nids now still kind of have that problem where nids don't have a lot of personality besides eat and so you right. customizing your nids is basically just a tactics thing you don't mm -hmm. it's really hard to make a cool story with them i've seen some dudes do it but it, that usually requires them to have a relationship of some kind with another faction um, yeah. Like, I know one guy who's mixing Chaos Space Marines with Nids and getting some cool shit out of it, and I'm real curious to see where that goes. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, a Nid on their own is just a big, hungry hive fleet. Old Kron had the same problem of they're big, they're green, they're mean. Okay. Mm yeah. Which, while cool but, and metal but as even, fuck. Yeah. Now we've got guys like Trazen and Cesarek and all these assholes. It's, it's that an improvement. It's a yeah. massive narrative 
narrative improvement, which I never thought I would say when describing something that Matt Ward did. Now that said, when it first came out, they did it in a very dumb way, when we didn't have guys like Trazen and Sigzarek, we just all of a sudden, they had personalities, kind of, I guess. So when he first did yeah. it, it wasn't they, great. They weren't fully loaded, they weren't ready for this rollout. Yeah. Ah. They, they well, just yeah. hit the button. Yeah. But they figured it out. And so I do, I do like, I have a troubled relationship but I do like them. That and they, uh, they they really went whole hog on that fucking Egyptian aesthetic, and frankly, that's just kind of my shit. Uh, yeah. Second part of Logic Gate's question, or rather, series of statements. Uh, oh, also, I'd like to I'd like your thoughts on the weird prevalence of all masculine or all masculine coded species within the 40k universe. Uh, I know I'm not a huge fan of it, but also, like, fuck, man. It's goofy, and I don't know why there's not more change to that, honestly, especially now, especially with New Games Workshop. Um, but I think they're... Ex I think they're I in think, a corner. I think they're fighting against the inertia of their own buyer base. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's because it's... I mean, the biggest thing is you can tell it's written by a bunch of white guys for a bunch of white guys. Yes. And, like... I'm I'm sitting here as one of three white dudes on a podcast for this thing yeah. made by a bunch of white dudes, and I'm saying it should be more diverse. Yeah. Because it is boring as fuck to read about, oh, look, another white guy that is doing a thing better than other white guys. Like, come on. Yeah. It's what I said in some of the early episodes where... In some pieces of art, the god emperor mankind doesn't look whitewashed, and he actually does look semi-Native American, but in a lot of the art I've seen, he still looks like a white dude, even though he's 15 Algonquin shamans together, or like Fulgrim, like they try, I, I don't think they tried to do it, but it can be interpreted as uh, they got, what's his face, um, uh, the Primark that's charcoal black. Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. They just got Vulcan as like he's he's black and you know he's just a white guy who's just working the forge so hard. You guys he's still, literally charcoal I, black. I will not stand for this underrepresentation of literally red skinned people. Uh, Magnus <laughs> Magnus deserves respect. Damn it! Uh, as <laughs> another Primarch of a primary color. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, this is this is just kind of us putting the tiger on the table and speaking truth to power and saying, yo, if you really want 40k, this is me to Games Workshop, if you really want 40k to move forward with the time, it's got to wake the fuck up, right? Yeah. And god fucking damn it, release Plastic Sisters of Battle. Yes. <laughs> that too. Um, like, just within the lore itself the women also get shafted so fucking much. Like, the Adeptosaurus get fucking shafted okay. a lot. Here, here's, uh, a, here's a key example. I have read so many 40k books. Do you, do you want to know how many female characters have lived to the end of a series? None. Like, one, maybe? One. Out of, yeah. like, 30. They end up dying all the time and it's oh, fucking ridiculous it's awful yeah. yeah I mean like the I was like the sisters the sisters of silence are like super cool but they're also like the god emperor mankind's multiple polygamy wives so 
there, there's a lot of gross shit in 40k, and it can be yeah. a lot better. And it's, it's yeah. getting there. Thank fuck. Otherwise, it'd be a dinosaur. Yeah. But it's getting there very slowly because of the inertia of their buyer base. Yeah, I think slowly they're starting to learn their lesson about it, although that is yet to see it, or that is yet to come fully from what I would expect mm-hmm. from a from a um from a business. company in twenty seventeen. Yeah, from a company yeah. in twenty seventeen I would expect better, but like seeing the buyer base, I understand why it is the way it is, but I don't like it. Right. Except like I'm not accepting it because I will outright say Games Workshop needs to change and put more inclusive stuff in it, but I see why it is the way it is. So Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's that answer. And yeah, yeah, as the... for species at large, yeah, why I don't I don't know why like so many like space of those... marines are all men. Almost all imperial guardsmen and all media are men. Orcs, all orcs are, men. are men. Most Necrons are men. Oh, I will see. say the one of well, one thing I thought was cool the fucking Space Marine video game. The commander of the Guard Legion who you meet is was a, a woman. Lady. Yeah, she's a lady, and she's pretty cool. Like, I really appreciated how fucking, uh, they don't address it at all. Like, she's just like, yeah, she's the commander, and she's good at her job, and the cap- the guy you play as, who's a captain of a space marine, uh, chapter, he's- he's just like, yeah, she's fucking good, and he respects her, and we move on, and I'm like, yeah cool i haven't finished that game and she probably dies horribly because she's a guardsman but uh as do all every other guardsman uh big surprise because it's guardsman um oh no so uh this question comes from friend of the show uh nora blake Uh uh-huh uh i'd be interested in hearing what your first and or favorite pieces of 40k fiction are and also what direction you'd aim for if you were put on a story group to reboot the franchise in the way Star Wars was a few years ago. <laughs> first, first part first. Okay. Uh, so my first book was the very first Horus Heresy book, uh, Galaxy in Flames. It's alright. It's not great. Uh, yeah, that's the one f- everyone says sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's the... It's my favorite is uh, the Eisenhorn Omnibus is really really good Uh, for me uh, straight up the fucking uh, the Donald War games the first ones um, Mm -hmm. like I know they're games and so I I considered fiction uh they're fucking good. I like the story a lot, actually, because they're yeah. cool. They continue. Uh, the characters form alliances and also punch each other in the face a lot. Uh, shenanigans ensue, uh, and there were they were paced in a real interesting and cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still remember the end of Winter Assault, and being like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> uh, at that ending, because uh, spoiler alert for a uh, six-year-old expansion to a <laughs> seven-year-old game, perhaps more. Um, actually, yeah, no, definitely more. We're in 2017, baby. Ten-year-old uh, game, uh, nine-year-old expansion. Um, 
So the Winter Assault game, Dawn of War came out and it only had Chaos Space Marines, Space Marines, uh, Eldar, Orc, and that's it. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't want to cut you. Yeah, but we do have how would we reboot and a couple more questions. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fast. Uh, okay. Winter Assault added, uh, most notably, Imperial Guard, uh, and at the end, it's 10 p.m., uh, and at the end of that game, when you, f when you complete the story, uh, you dig, you find an artifact, and when you dig up the artifact underneath this titan, uh, there's a big black pyramid underneath. And it wakes up, and all of a sudden, Necron come out, modeled. It's not a cutscene, either. Like, they're units in the game. And they come out, and they start fucking your shit. And then a cutscene takes over, but it's not pre-rendered. It's in-engine. And so, it was simultaneously, A, my first intro to Necron, of, oh, here's shit. this fucker species who pops out of the ground and eats your shit out. Uh, also, here's some other ones, and they're covered in flesh. Holy fuck! Um, it was metal as hell, and I dug the shit out of it. Uh, and it also was like, hey, these guys will be in the next game, because we modeled them. Dig hey. it. It was cool as shit, and I loved it, and I like yeah. I like the stories. So, uh, rebooting 40k. <sighs> here's here's my take, right? So. Uh -huh. 40k is a tabletop war game, and the story of 40k is based around tabletop wargaming. Yep. Most of the books are about Imperial Guardsmen or Space Marines fighting battles. But the two most popular franchises, or series, three if you count Ravenor as a separate one, aren't about that. Yeah. Caiaphas Kane, uh, Eisenhorn, and Ravenor are distinctly not about tabletop wargaming. Eisenhorn and Ravenor are basically detective novels. Yep. And I haven't read Caiaphas Kane, so I can't really say, but I've never I'm even pretty heard sure that name, but I believe you. Uh Caiaphas Kane, Hero of the 41st Millennium, is about a commissar that hates fame and is somehow famous. Uh isn't that the one where he's a coward? Yes. Yeah. He's a coward all I've along. heard so many good things about that. I really yeah, I need, need to pick it up. I need to get in that. But yeah, so I would say I would put more of a focus on A, diversity. First and foremost, why is it there a really kick-ass all-woman Imperial Guard regiment? Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Well, why are uh, there just not more female fucking models fieldable? God damn. Also, also yes. Where are my lady towel? That too. Uh, Fucking. They do have a, a good NPC though. That's cool. Yes. Um. Do you have more? Uh. More in terms of the the scale of 40k is really well established, but I'd like a, a emphasis more on the smaller scale things. Mm -hmm. Like the date, an exploration of the day-to-day -day life of a someone in the forty-first millennium when everything isn't falling the fuck apart, is in its own way incredibly grim and incredibly dark because it resembles the nine-to-five office grind. Yeah. Except grim and dark. Er. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Fuzzy? Uh, for me, uh, Step Uno 
um, piss off the guys like me. Mm. Uh... The, the the white grognards being uh, white male yeah. grognards. Uh, so right now the Primaris Marines just came out, right? Yes. What if uh, while he was at it, Belsarius figured out how to make gene seeds work with the ladies? Bam! Okay. No one's gonna fucking question it. Done. Uh. And also the Yanari helped, because why the fuck not? Two, yeah. provide more story outs for reasons why people work together. Because yeah. I want there to... I One thing I liked about the old Rogue Trader days is Eldar and humans talked a lot. And it didn't immediately come to shooting. Yeah, um, this willingness to talk, I think, would be cool. I want more talking between the species. And yes, it's so, going to eventually break down, and I think the xenophobia yeah, 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 yeah. is inherent in 40k and should stay there, but I think just a little bit more openness. I'm gonna pitch this moment to you that I read in one of the Gaunt's Ghost books, which I thought was, like, super well done, mm. where... The Gaunt's ghosts work with the Eldar because they were tricked. Intriguing. They basically get mind-fuckled and mm -hmm. are thinking they're defending their, their blown-up planet. But but it was an Eldar craft world all along. But uh, It was like an Eldar entry to the webway they were closing. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, Shit was dope. That's a good and one. I, I want more of it. Um, the other thing is I do want more of that fucking antagon- this cross-faction, like, breeding of things and ideas to create more cool shit, uh, cause, like, in the old days, the antagonist factions worked together. Like, in Space Crusade, Necron- the original Necron models were called Chaos Androids, and that's fucking cool. To me, at least. I don't want Necrons yeah. to be Chaos Androids, but, like... Yeah, I want, I want them to work together a little bit more. I think that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, uh, nothing would be cooler to me than a Chaos chaos Lord saying, like, Hey, hey, let's go kill those Eldar. Hey. That'd be, that'd be spicy. Yeah. God, I'm trying to think of other things, but, like, doing it in a short amount of time, like, I'd need an episode to talk about <laughs> everything I would change about 40k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, got... I think those are the big ones for me. Uh, also, put more effort into the not-tabletop side of the hobby? Because more RPGs, more video games made by good companies, uh, paying someone real money to make a fucking video game instead of another fucking tablet port. <sighs> um, I can dream. You can. Uh, yeah, that that's that's a lot of what I want. Also, make a virtual fucking tabletop, you idiots. People will subscribe to it. But the money is in the models and the paint. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why you make it a subscription service. That's fair. I got some hot takes on what I would fix. Yes, Brayden, how would you fix the 40k universe? Number one. Step one, rename corn to literally anything else? No. Uh, I like corn as he is. Okay. Number one, more inclusivity. With Uh just, like, minorities, females, all the the jazz, uh, like, gender-neutral people as well. Everyone uh, who is underrepresented in media. Uh, number two, everyone is dogs. It would be dog, <laughs> dog hammer forty thousand. Uh, number three, no more werewolves, no more wolven <laughs> or wolfen, whatever the hell they're called. Lemur Rust and his fucking legion can eat my ass. Uh, number four, the final one and the most important one, squats. There it is. Him. There they're it back. Is. That's that's what I for- I forgot to mention that my boys. <laughs> How could you? I abandoned my boy. Boy. <laughs> um, Number five, okay. clown box. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic clown box. The clown um, box is the fifth chaos god. The clown. Okay. The clown so, box is just a fucking uh, Catan, but it's he, as big he, as a blackstone fortress. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna answer this one really quick, and then Fuzzy, I'm gonna hit you with some raptifier. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Mena asks, "Are high, is High Gothic just fake Latin?" Yes. And are High Gothic and Low Gothic basically the same? Yes. Now the answer to this is a little wonk because I was reading today actually, and a woman was possessed or had a psychic vision that she gave in High Gothic, which was kind of odd. But yes, they are basically just. If you consider Latin as the root language, then stick like a common endpoint to all earth languages as they exist right now and that's high gothic so it's basically just latin with more steps involved high gothic uh, is fake latin mixed with english and low gothic is english uh high gothic there is one high gothic and it is very flowery language there are as many versions of low gothic as there are planets so we need to getting... remember there is one version where everyone is a gangster yeah, yeah, see? see? <laughs> uh, That's a, the traditional yeah. greeting. There's one where everyone talks like they're from Nolans. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the high, Gothic is New Ar- high Gothic is New Orleans. Low Gothic is Nolans. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yes. Uh, high Gothic is Caribbean. Low Gothic is Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fuzzy, you ready for rapid fire? Hit me, baby, one more time. Because because I have here uh, in my hand something else that came from the warp. Uh, this is a uh, from Adeptus Inquisitorius, uh, oh, no. Maria Fosterius. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, one, should orcs be the emperors of all the galaxies? N- no, because yes. they, they do too much punching. No, Number- yes. <laughs> Number two, why is Prime 40k or- so religious? Because everyone fucked it up. 
because there's so many literal and, gods. Fifteen yeah, up and shamans touch dicks. There's also, you know, f at least four actual gods still acting on people, never mind all the Eldar ones. And, and then the one demigod that woke up and is walking around. Yeah, he came back. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some words for, you know, turning the Emperor into a god himself, but we'll get Bro, to that. Bro, your boat, girly man, the one true god. Uh, number three, tell us each of y'all's favorite weapons and why. Fuzzy, go first. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, do you have one in mind? Uh, I do. Uh, you go. You go first, then. Okay. My favorite weapon is the Vulcan Mega Bolter, which is you take a bolter, make it a huge, like machine-mounted bolter, then you make a Gatling gun out of the bigger bolter. And the kicker here is it is 1.00 caliber. Jesus. Jesus. I do love me a. It is a Titan scale or Bane Blade scale weapon. Uh, but I fucking love it. That's awful. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> uh, Brady, Brady, do you, you have, have one? Uh, the giant, uh, the the tit for tat of the giant imperial fortresses that they have, the walking ones. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. The tit for tat orc ones. Oh, the gor the gorgets. Yeah, the gorgets. Those gorgons. are my favorite. Yeah. They just have giant faces on them, and I love them. They're the best. That's fair. Um, I uh, fuck. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna give you two. Can okay. I have two? Uh, Pain one, glove. one chainsword. Yeah, the, actually, the chainsword. I figured because it's so fucking cool. The chainsword's just cool, and most chain weapons actually as a sub like of that because uh, I would say it's a bladed that... weapon with a fucking chainsaw on it. If that's <laughs> not the most metal shit you've ever heard of, get the fuck out of my See, face. I would say the chainsword is one of the most uniquely 40k weapons that exists. Yeah. It's fucking iconic and cool. Um, yeah. Because it's a chainsaw sword. And then there's the chain axe. There's the chain Okay, chair, what's your other one? There's the chain <laughs> boot. Uh, the rest of those aren't real. Uh, and then there's those priests who just carry chainsaws. Just regular chainsaws. Uh, nice. <laughs> but for murdering. <laughs> nice. Uh, the, my other one is um, the standard weapons of the noise marines. I don't know what they're called. Sonic blasters. Sonic blasters. The, the sick thing about sonic blasters is <sighs> they could have made them look like guns. They didn't. They look all like various instruments, but with giant backpacks that also shoot, and the faces shoot. So imagine a fucking space marine with a guitar with a giant speaker on his back, and at the end of the guitar, fucking shredding on the guitar, causing murder in front of him. See, the thing about noise weapons is that they are literally instruments. Yeah. That's so nice. why not make them look like instruments too and function as <laughs> instruments? Uh, so, Forrest, please tell us about the Black Rage when you get to the Blood Angels and Death Company. Uh, Black Rage is basically her uh, hereditary PTSD. Yep, it's right. real fun. We'll get we'll get to that in yeah. more detail, but it's uh, hereditary PTSD. Five diabetic space marines on dialysis. The highest order of service to Big Papa E. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, isn't that basically what a dreadnought is? 
I don't even know anymore. I'm very confused by that question because it doesn't have a question mark. <laughs> uh, why didn't they save themselves the trouble and just use Latin? Because that's too easy. Yeah. Latin, I don't know. Someone also, would call them on it. <laughs> if Latin's a dead language now, wait 38 millennia. <laughs> It comes back in a big way, we promise. <laughs> like we said, Big Papa E had the Roma aesthetic, so he brought it back. He brought it back real hard. Guys are bringing it back. Uh, number seven, what is the Eternal Crusade? It was in all caps. Uh, fucking, we got... We have to bring the Emperor's holy light to everyone, and until everyone has it, then we're not done. What it says on the ten. The Eternal yeah. Crusade, it they're never gonna crusade stops. And they're just going to keep going until they win. And fun fact, uh, it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to uh, be a minute. Number eight, why are some of the Primarchs so emo? Uh, daddy issues. But daddy your issues. Da- but your daddy is uh, a god, and so your issues are that scale. One is warranted because he was sucking on poison gas his entire life. There's a the f- other one was sucking on poison brains for his most of his life. There's, yeah. a, there's a few in there that earn their daddy issues real hard, but Corvus has no fucking excuse. Yeah, he's just he's just he's just in it for the aesthetic. He's yeah, just he just likes the, the edge. Fucking thank God, he's like he's like the suburban exist. he's like the suburban white kid gangster thug. Do you think Corvus Corax had a trench coat to put over his uh, space marine armor? I want yes, to I die. Do. <laughs> uh, la- very, very last thing. We're not even going to explain it. I'm just going to say uh, Alex DeMille sent us an email with a link to an article about a the very first Inquisitor that was included in the Rogue Trader rulebook in 1987, yep. whose name was Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. Yes. Uh, I remember watching is- a video on it. He was also wearing a t-shirt with a yin-yang on it, uh, yeah. and he was wearing a fedora, and if I'm remembering correctly, and everything about it makes me want to blow both of my feet off, and then stab my own head with the fucking cartilageous spike that it now, was where my feet were. I know why he is this way. Because Obi-Wan Clouseau is clearly a perpetual from the second millennium. <laughs> Shit. I well, want to die. <laughs> as as we end this episode of Grimdorks, all we can do is hope that it was us. Uh, God. I, I, God, I wouldn't want to be an Inquisitor. I wouldn't, oh, I'd love I, it. I wouldn't want to be a perpetual and end up in the 40k. <laughs> I, uh. Yeah. Like, knowing what I know now, I would be like, alright, who the fuck's an Algonquin? <laughs> Come out now! I need... I, we need to talk. talk. We, you need to be a better dad. Let me get in on some of this. <laughs> if you're not gonna dad ring. good, I'll dad good. We're gonna I'll play get, frisbee with your fucking kids. I'll throw I'm my Uncle Buzzy in the now. Ring. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So you would be just Malgador the Sigilite 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, basically. Uh, fuck. Cool-ass staff and everything. <laughs> hey, Uncle Fuzzy came around with his <laughs> giant flaming bird what staff! If, what if Fuzzy is Malkador the Sigilite? <laughs> oh, no. We're fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to dust. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, Fuzzy, close us out. Jesus Christ. Uh, God, I had something I wanted to say before that, but then I forgot. 
Uh, Did you oh, want to plug something or no? No, um, I I I will say eventually we will uh, talk about the old Rogue Trader book. Um, there is a friend of the show who has an old copy that he's going to send me, and I'm going to read that thing cover to cover. And I'm also going to go find the book of the Astronomicon, which came out shortly after, and it's equally stupid. Um, oh boy. First edition uh. was fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, this has been Grim Dorks, uh, a Warhammer 40k lore and discussion podcast. I've been your uh, driver today, Fuzzy, and I was joined, as always, by my two favorite... Uh, imperially sanctioned traders with Xenos species. And uh, I'm. <laughs> Go ahead, Braden. I'm Navigator Braden. I'm Adeptus Abate, John. Uh, do we have any plugs we need to do? Go to at Grimdork's pod, first of all, to find all of our shit. Yes. Uh, if you won't, if you were bummed out that you didn't get to have your question read out on air because you didn't send us one, uh, email us or tweet at us uh, grimdorkspod at gmail.com is the email address I don't have anything to plug pod wise cool uh, fair warning we will probably do a warp delve and a question and answer at the end of each arc so to speak uh, whenever we hit a good a good point to wrap up real quick uh, and re-quiz Brayden because sometimes we need to quiz Brayden to make sure he's retaining the information Basically, about every five episodes or so, five to ten, look forward to a little fun nugget in the Grimdork's feed. There we go. And with that, as always, bye! bye. Thank you! <laughs> Hugs and kisses. Thank you for listening to Grimdorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash Grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.